Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone, to the next episode of Pretty Fly for Two Side Guys, episode 13. Unlucky for some. Um, I'm hoping this will be lucky in the opposite sense. Anyway, Peter, how you doing, man? It's It's been too long. It's like a whole pandemic since we since we last spoke like what what's new what you up to well the fifth of a pandemic but yeah yeah, yeah it's right. been way too I, long I wave, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just as yeah just a, a little local lockdown in between <laughs> but yeah it's been way too long it's been way too long man no i'm good i'm good um progressing on everything slowly getting stuff done getting ready for a big move up north to leeds and you know slowly winding down my writing of the thesis so everything's kind of coming together and you know and kind of looking for jobs as well at the moment so yeah i think i think the way i'm feeling links nicely with the topic of of today's episode i think it does actually man by the signs of it so i mean apart from that apart from like changing your entire existence um not much but <laughs> no, loads, <laughs> yeah exactly Absolutely, man. Um, yeah, for me, doing okay. Similar, similar setup as always. Really quite enjoying working home now. I think similar to yourself, man. I struggle with saying no to things, and I think it's getting to the point where I've almost got like ten different plates spinning, and I'm like, shit. If I put time into this one, this other plate's gonna like break and stuff. Um so yeah, I'm I'm also keen to share my recent experiences with the topic, which we'll introduce in just a second. Right, so we're kind of teasing the topic this week. I don't know why I'm doing that. Like we never do that before. Today we're gonna to speak about stress and specifically life stress, which absolutely coincides with mental stress. So, I've got a kind of starting point in mind, Peter, but I wonder, how would you define mental stress? My God, you put me on the spot here. I know, so it's like, it's like masterminds, um, no, no holding back. It's, it's some sort of either internal or external psychological pressure that we put upon ourselves that results in mental and sometimes also whole body physiological negative consequences i guess mm. i like that no that's it's very accurate isn't it and i like that a lot actually the reason i do is at least from my own experience i'll share a bit later on but it's so true, isn't it? How often when you feel these physical symptoms, so like that could be you're tired all the time or like your skin works shit or different, different things that pop up. It's amazing how much is linked just to stress. Um, so I think for me, I'm not sure about you, Peter, but so many times in the past, I've thought I've been like, quite ill and i've been to the gp and hold all these tests on the all come back negative and i'm like what is wrong with me and 
when I look back and reflect, I'm always like, yeah, shit. I was just so stressed and I just didn't really manage it, to be honest. Um, one thing I'm, I'll come back to, but I want to get your angle on scientifically. Um, so I know we're speaking about the problem. I thought it'd be cool, actually, just to start almost to tease a quick solution. Um, so I want to speak about it as well in terms of the the principles behind stress and breathing specifically. And what I'm really getting at here is the whole idea of the different nervous systems. Um, do you want to do like a really quick, almost overview of how that works? And I've got a couple tips and, and tricks that I've learned on, on my end. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So do you want to start with the, with the nervous system itself? Yeah, let's do it, man. Um, sympathetic, parasympathetic. I mean, it's such a, a fascinating um, topic in itself. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so when you're stressed, obviously, uh, you, you get the activation of your sympathetic nervous system. So that's your uh, you know, the phrase has been beaten to death now, but fight or flight um, response as opposed to the parasympathetic nervous system, which is more of the rest and digest kind. Um, so obviously, when you have the overactivity of the sympathetic nervous system, and especially when you have something like chronic stress, where you have chronic overactivation of that, that, you know, changes the balance of hormones and more importantly, neurotransmitters in your brain that can result in long lasting consequences for your health. So it's really something that we need to be mindful of. And I assume that we are gonna soon get into the, into some solutions that we can offer people to begin targeting that stress. Not necessarily getting rid of it because obviously you can't most of the time, just being able to manage it a little bit better. Yeah, I think the whole management thing is a massive part of it. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think, especially as a guy, I mean, it's getting better, but we still have this almost pressure to ignore it and feel like we're just all together, we're all in one piece, and we're not stressed at all by anything. And yeah, I think that almost suppression is so unhealthy. Um in terms of tips, and this is one that I learned um, a few years ago. I mean, I've done a solid bit of therapy before. Um, and honestly, man, it's transformative because I feel like I'm, I'm quite a logical person in terms of, um, especially the science behind things and like how stuff works. And I remember, man, I still remember this. Um, back at school, like I, I used to be really nervous about a lot of stuff and obviously it's tied into stress and I, I was being to a therapist and he was like yeah yeah yeah." so like the reason you're feeling so anxious is just to do with your sympathetic nervous system and I was like "Why? Right, that's really simple and he was like yeah 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 and there's two parts to it the first part was the fact that it tied back to our evolution which I think is so fascinating in terms of it pops up when you feel threatened and beforehand when we were like running around as cavemen that's a good thing because obviously there's like tigers and 
shit that just wants to kill you. So running away and being scared is good because obviously it activates your essentially all your kind of muscles, raises your heart rate, gets you ready for, like you said, man, fight or fights. And I think it's so empowering to know how how the body works, if that makes sense, especially in this case. And the other thing he said was like, hey, like here's a really simple thing you can do, which is breathing. And the principle is very simple in the sense that all you need to really do is breathe out more than you breathe in. So a really good example, if you just need, say, one to two minutes of quite quick relief, it won't cure all your problems or, or all your stress. Don't don't think that by any means, but that for me is a really useful one. Um, so for instance, it could be breathe in through your nose for, for four seconds and then simply breathe out your mouth for eight and keep repeating it for, say, one to two minutes. And honestly, man, it's transformative. Um and I think it's interesting for me, it touches on the whole education part, especially with nutrition. And I'll, I'll save myself going on the tangent. So I know I'm kind of on that edge right now, but so many people I speak to are like, hey, Jack, can I eat after seven? Or, hey, how many meals per day should I be eating? Or, hey, I heard carbs are bad or dairy's bad or gluten's bad. Or, you know what I mean? And I, I, I always feel for them because none of it's true and none of it is principle based sorry man stop me at any point i'm like going on for ages but i think what i'm really guessing at here is don't underestimate the power of learning especially if it's to do with your health um and we could get into i know this is more nutrition and conscious of time but i might touch on a wee bit about therapy actually and cbt i'm not sure if you've heard of it done any yourself man but i think with stress it's such a such an amazing tool um sorry man i've got a very to say but for you is there anything that's very useful as a a de-stressing tool is there anything for you that you you tried yourself oh numerous things so the stuff you mentioned about breath one of the most popular, I'm not sure if it's an actual yoga technique, but it's definitely linked to yoga. And there's actually a whole sub type of yoga, which has to do with the control of your breath. Breath is important in all of yoga, but there's one dedicated one. I don't remember the name now off the top of my head that has to do just with practice of breath because it's that, it's that important. And to your point, I think a great way to calm sympathetic activation, to, to lower your heart rate, is to do box breathing. So you mentioned, for example, inhale for four or exhale for eight. What you would do with box breathing, for example, is you would inhale for four, hold for four, exhale for four, inhale for four. Um, and you can do that for three seconds or five seconds. And you will find that you're taking about four, five, or even maybe three breaths per minute as opposed to your normal, whatever it is, 12. And what that does is it profoundly calms you down, especially in the evening. Um, it helps me to fall asleep as well, just to put me in a completely relaxed state because if you just focus on the breath, it, it's a form of meditation essentially, but you're calming your body down by letting it know that you're slowing down this breath and you're relaxing your muscles and you're just focusing on counting the seconds or counts or whatever you use um, to make that box breathing work. 
and it might be a little bit harder at the beginning, but it's something that works tremendously. Now, for both of us, I believe that sport, it can be actually a sort of additional stress in your life, but it's probably one of the best de-stressors at the same time. Um, especially if you're angry, go for a really quick run and take out the anger on the run. Like you're going to feel so much better and you're not going to be angry anymore because you're going to be dying uh, just breathing heavily and, you know, and sweating and just physically exhausted, but you're going to feel so much better afterwards. Um, and I haven't, I haven't really done any CBT. Um, I'm aware of it. So for, uh, for people that don't know, CBT stands for cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, I don't know, do, do you have any experiences out of it? If I'm being honest, I only know it from some articles that I've read about it, but I've never really actually tried any. Yeah, it's a really good question, man. Yeah, I have actually. And I'm really passionate about sharing with people about it because I genuinely believe in how powerful it is. And I think for me, it's really simple as well. You know what I mean? Like a lot of things when it comes to mental health are just so complicated and it's just overwhelming, especially if you're, you know, if you are struggling. Um, and the principle of it, like a bird's eye view, really, really simplistic, is it's a cycle and it's all about controlling what you can control in the cycle. So it's made up of four main parts. One of the parts is your thoughts. And the thing about your thoughts is you can't really control them. You can be present. You can be aware of them. You can potentially tackle them and challenge them. Because often our thoughts are, excuse my friends, bullshit. <laughs> you know, we, we have lots of self-doubt and all these stories that we tell ourselves about our limitations and we can't do this, can't do that. That's the first one. Thoughts then often lead into feeling um actually no that is a complete lie let me start again we'll rewind hypothetically sorry thoughts lead into a physical sensation so for instance if you get butterflies in your stomach it doesn't just happen out of nowhere you know that's a thought such as holy shit i'm so nervous about this talk or oh my god i'm doing this race and i'm so anxious and that leads to a physical reaction and oftentimes that itself will lead into your behaviors. So for instance, if you are doing a talk and you're really nervous about it, and that leads you to be physically on edge in the sense of butterflies in your stomach and you almost literally choke up. I mean, that's a physical sensation that then leads you into having a shit talk. And then that behavior leads into emotion. So the emotion might be you're annoyed with yourself, you're upset, you're angry, you're sad. And that feeds back into thoughts. So you can see very quickly how it actually becomes quite negative. I mean, honestly, man, one of the reasons I'm so passionate about it is the opposite can be true if we know what to target. And it can be a positive cycle. So if you think about the four things I've just listed, we have thoughts, we have physical sensations, we have behaviors and emotions. The things we can't control are physical and emotion. They happen, right? You know, if you're feeling sad, you're feeling sad. The two other things though, we can tackle if we're smart about it. And thoughts is the main one, but I also believe in behaviors and action. So with thoughts, 
it's all about challenging them. So if I was doing a podcast with you, man, I thought in my head might pop up and say, I have no idea what I'm talking about. My chat is shit or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what it would be, but if you're conscious of it and you know that you are not your thoughts, if that makes sense, you can challenge it. So I can say, well, actually that thought that popped up is not true. And it's only true if I let it be the case. And then the other thing, of course, behaviors. So for instance, if you are doing a talk and you're feeling very nervous, one of your behaviors might be to look people in the eye when you're speaking, almost kind of calms you down, gets you in the zone. Another behavior might be to kind of push your chest out a bit, you know, almost to kind of give yourself that confident stance or something similar. And that in itself can really help to, to break the cycle. So I know that was a, a long explanation, but that's my take on it, man. And I genuinely believe that it feeds into fitness and nutrition. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of people have these stories that they tell themselves, such as I'll never be fit or I'm broken and I'll never have a good diet and I can't stop overeating, all these different things. So that's one of the reasons I'm really passionate about saying to people, hey, you can do it. You can break the cycle. Um, you just need a bit of help to know, to know what to aim for. No, no, that makes perfect sense to me. The, the, the only thing where I would, I would warn people about is becoming almost too confident with it. And what I mean by that is mm. you can never completely assume that you're a master in your own house. And again, what that means is there is a whole layer of unconscious habits, biases, unprocessed emotions and behavioral patterns that drive us in everyday life making the decisions that we think we make out of our own free will for us and so i think what you said is is critical that we need to be more and more aware of them i would just caution a little bit about becoming overconfident with it and and almost saying okay now i can control my thoughts now i'm i'm in charge now whenever a bad thought or an untrue thought comes i can just target it because you won't see some of them coming and so i think if you embark on the journey that you just listed it has to be something that you work on constantly and it's probably something you're going to be working on for the rest of your life but something that's going to have a hugely beneficial effect overall i'm so glad you said that man because well, A, I completely agree. And B, I think it really speaks to balance. I might, if, you know, I don't want to sound too, I'm not really sure what the word is, um, like yogi and there's a word I'm forgetting, but yeah, you know, there's a reason like, <laughs> you know, the whole yin and yang symbol, right? I genuinely think there's a lot to it because if you think about fitness and honestly, it's so much of life, um, I'll keep it to fitness just because of the podcast, but calories, right? Calories in and out, that is a balance. Too much and you gain weight, you literally lose weight. Obviously, based on your goal, you want to get the balance right itself. There's intensity. If you go too hard in your workouts, you'll beat yourself up and you'll injure yourself. If you don't go hard enough, you won't get enough stimulus to, to grow and improve. And same for this, man, you're absolutely right. There is a balance between obviously being confident, but obviously being aware of your shortcomings, which we all have, to be honest. Um, 
Amazement. Well, conscious of time. So, what I thought would be good for this week would be a couple of stress specific tips. And let me think out loud about this one. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if you were able to give, yeah, two quick fire tips for managing your stress. And Happy to go first or second. I'll let you decide, Ben. I'm, I'm easy. I, I am very, very, very happy, Declan, to let you go first. Oh, I knew it. I fucking knew it. Okay, okay. Amazing. So, two tips for me. One of them is walking. And one of the reasons for it, I genuinely think, is is physical so your body genuinely does get the benefit i think it's endorphins please correct me if i'm wrong in that man um i remember somebody speaking about walking recently and i, I love their take on it and they said that if you think about it it's a positive action in the sense that you literally are moving forwards and if you have problems or things you're stressed about you're almost kind of working your way through them so that when you come back from a walk you are feeling much better. You maybe thought of some solutions. You're in a much better place. So that'd be one. Number two is, oh man, I'm setting myself up here, haven't I? Yeah, number two. <laughs> Shit. Number two would be music. And I know this is like almost completely non-fitness, but I genuinely do think that finding a, a certain playlist or certain moods to to match with the way you're feeling has is powerful. I, I really do believe that. Um, so that's something that you can use to your benefit and maybe pick music from a time that has positive emotions associated with it. Um, so maybe that is your gym playlist or running playlist or something similar. That'd be my, my two tips. Right. Amazing. Um, uh, no, those are really, really, really good. Um, I have, two that I just thought of. One is ask yourself is that stressful situation or whatever it is that you're that you're stressing about, is that going to kill you? And if not, you can probably deal with it. It might be hard, it might be difficult, but you're going to be okay. And that's that's to tell people don't take those things too seriously. If they need to be taken seriously, do, but don't attach too much weight to them because if we just focus on a problem and we just make it all important in our life, it, it will over-consume us in a way. And then if it's not going great, you know, the, the potential for that to be stressful is pretty limitless. And so one, one, one technique for that is, is to, you know, imagine yourself when you're 85 and you're surrounded by friends and family and, and, you know, and is that problem going to matter to you then? And it's your birthday and everybody's celebrating you. And, and you know, is that going to matter? And the answer is probably no. So, you know, do what you have to do, but don't attach too much weight to it. And, and the second one, which brings us all the way back to your point that you mentioned about males being especially prone to... Um, showing almost kind of invincibility-like pretending kind of facade that you know that we'll never get stressed and nothing ever phases us 
go and talk to someone about mm-hmm. it. Go and talk to your friends. Share it with people. Ask about their opinions. Ask for their input, for their help. And you know, and the more you do that, the more they they probably will be willing then to come to you with their problems. And you can both, or as a group, work work on it and and help one another. I love it, man. That's awesome. And like, I love how it's a perfect match almost. Now we got four, I think, honestly super useful actionable tips so i can't think of a better way to finish man amazing so wrapping up again i know time wise i think we're okay maybe for 20 minutes so we've done well cool man so usual question for me um where can people find you and what's your one ask of people listening today Right, so they can find me on scientificallyfit.blog. As, as always, um, I've been a little bit less active on there because of the feces, but once that's done, I'm hoping to, to get back in there and post some recipes and some, some interesting articles on there. Uh, and that's linked to my Instagram where I post some of the pictures as well of the, of the recipes and the foods. And my one ask would be for people who do feel stressed, and if they've heard something new on this podcast that might have interested them in terms of the techniques that might be used to target that stress is for them to just give it a go for a couple of days or even a week or two. And, you know, if it's working, if it helped them, just let us know in the comments underneath this podcast and we would love to hear from you and love to, to see if it worked for you or potentially if it hasn't. And maybe you, I have a better tip that you would like to share as well amazing man thanks so much and for my ends you can find me Jack McGoss Nutrition on all the usual channels I've not made it over to TikTok yet um, who knows that could be a future avenue <laughs> to explore I feel a bit old for it to be honest but we'll we shall wait and see and yep yeah, so my ask for you guys is especially if you're a guy and hey of course girls as well if you are feeling stressed just talk Honestly, like, I feel like, especially now 2020, there's no pressure, especially as a guy, to to be okay 100% of the time. Um, and actually, to be honest, I think sharing your vulnerability and being open and honest will make people closer to you. I really do believe it. So, so yeah, please speak more, be open, be kind, ask people how they are doing. And, and that's my ask from, from me. But hey... Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We do appreciate the support as ever. And thank you, Peter, man. It's always a pleasure. I genuinely love every single podcast we've done so far. And like we were discussing before recording, quite a few exciting topics in the pipeline. So that's bye from me for now. And from Yasma as well, all the love to you guys. And thanks. Thanks once again, Declan. Thank you, guys. We'll see you all soon.